trust. Ethics are important. What those ethics are is good to spell out, for example. That's good for your organization as well. But people do really respond to authenticity and trust building. And trust is built gradually. It's it's a relationship. You know, um, you're you're trusted. Uh, Your podcast comes out every week or whenever. Um, People see that it's consistent. You know, in this day and age, uh, uh, PR and marketing wants to control the message. Well, that's... You can't control it, but what you can do is be consistent in the message. One hour of video goes up to YouTube every second. Tom Ferensky first suggested that every company is a media company. Every company is a media company. A media company? Media company. Media company. Media company. Welcome to Every Company is a Media Company. I'm Tom Faremsky. And I'm Jason Lopez. And our topic uh, this time is brands collecting customer data and how can they continue to justify it in the wake of the Facebook scandal? You know, Tom, I remember back in 2005, uh, a technologist told me that the future was going to be just beautiful when it came to ads because at the time we were getting bombarded with ads on TV, radio, newspapers, magazines. And he said, the way the current model is, is that you have to get 10,000 impressions to reach the 10 people, you know, that are going to buy, you know, whatever it is. But in the future, only those 10 people will get those ads. So we'll all be free of having to see a lot of ads. Uh, I I don't believe in the personalization of ads. I, 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 I do believe that they want more of that, but I don't believe it will lessen the, the number of ads. Uh, why should it? Uh, They'll, they'll take every advantage that they can get. Um, the problem is with the with the data they collect is outside of the commerce context. That data becomes toxic in the hands of political or other agendas. And let's remember, those are hidden agendas. We don't know the ways people are using that data. We don't even know the ways the brands are using that data. So just for the sake of the brands being able to uh, make their sales more efficient and so on, um, they've set up this surveillance society that is now becoming a huge problem. And the only way out of it that I can see is that they're going to have to stop doing it. Well, it does seem like the idea of trust is very precarious right now, uh, and more precarious between advertisers and uh, and buyers more than it's ever been. And it, it almost feels to me, like a, a, you know, the monkey with its hand in the cookie jar that can't get its hand out because mm-hmm. there's just so much at stake mm-hmm. to make money-wise, and yet, yeah, you know, it it seems to me that 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 we could be headed for a brick sure. wall. Well, I I think it does look like a brick wall. I mean, how can we turn things around at this stage when there's these huge industries that trade in this data? And there's all these startups uh, uh, worth billions of dollars uh, uh, in the marketing space, um, and it's going to take it's going to take some courage, I think. You know, it's, some technologies just can't be used in some contexts. We have to accept that. And collecting data on everything. Uh, what do you mean by that? What, what do you mean by some technologies can't be used in well, certain contexts? Well, I mean, who would have thought that? Uh, you know, simple ad tracking technology could develop into such a big problem where it can be uh, 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 used and abused by foreign powers or or even hidden entities that we don't know anything about. Um, and yet, you know, we just want to sell 
more soap powder. But why does your soap powder need to know so much about you? Um, they sold plenty of soap powder before this. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to be much of a problem if they didn't know everything about you uh, and your laundry to sell soap powder. Um, you know, and then this, I think also partly there's this culture of data, there's this worshipping of data, 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 uh, yet not knowing really what to do with that data. Well, there are there are nefarious groups of people who know exactly what to do with that data, and it's not pleasant. And and uh, who are those groups? Well, we don't know a lot of them. We didn't know about the Russians, for example, until that came out, and so on. And there's a lot of others which uh, I'm sure are trying to manipulate uh, public attention. And those are internal groups, by the way. You know, the, uh, the fact that the Russians managed to exploit these... Um, uh, uh, these communications channels that, that means that anybody has access to them, and and so the the uh, the ruling interests in a society have always have always managed to control the uh, public debate, and that continues even today. So, you know, the government uses these channels and mani- manipulates uh, public public attention um, in the same way, and they use. They use a lot of that data that came from um, sales data. So the surveillance society has been getting a free ride on a lot of this tracking technology and associated technologies. Yeah. Well, ever since I set up a uh, script blocker on my uh, browsers, I am amazed at how much data collection is going on behind the scenes on certain sites. Some I would never have guessed, others a lot less. How much do you think that the average person using the web is going to become more aware of these specific things happening in the background while they're on the web? Well, I think very much more so now uh, in the wake of the Facebook uh, scandal. Uh, However, I think a lot of people think it was just a one-off affair, one-off event. Well, that particular one was, but the actual uh, data that was used and the way it was used, those aren't one-off things. Um, That's the way people uh, acquire data and use and analyze that data in in order to make those same types of analysis about people's behavior and what they are. And it's quite a detailed analysis. Uh, And Cambridge Analytica, not the only ones that do that, that's that's done by uh, advertising and marketing companies all the time. So that part, I think people might not realize that really all that story did was uncover something that is really happening um, all the time. Um, And it's perfectly legal. There's nothing illegal about it. there was nothing illegal about the Facebook um, scandal, except that it violated their terms of service about not sharing data. Um, so we, we have to remember that part, that this stuff is happening constantly. Now, is it effective? I wonder if it's effective. They're spending billions of dollars on right, this. Right. How much money are they saving? Well... You know, and I want to backtrack, not backtrack, but I want to clarify something about the scripts. Some of those scripts running in the background are obviously making the functionality of the site work better. But, you know, if you see double click or chart beat or, mm-hmm. you know, any number of those, those are collecting data on us mm-hmm. and uh, watching watching everything we do, yeah. um, you know, when we're on sites. And, 
you know across the across the internet. We don't know how much of that data is shared. Yeah. Um, you know how much of a complete profile uh, you know the major players are putting yeah. together on us. But it does seem to me that this perception, this lack of trust issue, is not going to get better. No. No, exactly, Jason. It's going to get worse. I mean, the technologies are going to improve. The analysis is going to get better. These, all these technologies are going to get better at being even more intrusive. Well, that's going to spark quite a lot of uh, dissatisfaction, I would think. Right. And do the brands want to be associated with that dissatisfaction? So essentially, the, it, to me, I think the brands have to ask themselves, Look, if we if we pursue this targeted ad strategy, we we are in an adversarial path to our customers. Um, we will constantly have to defend the collectionist data, constantly have to offer reasons why this is good for you, and I think those those reasons are, are fast dwindling. Um, you know, I mean, they can still advertise. They can use demographic principles like they always did before. Why does your soap powder need to know so much about you? Well, I, I think that this idea of if you're a company and you're trying to make podcasts or blogs or whatever it is and provide a media service to your customers, to the community around the kinds of services and products that you make, mm -hmm. you could potentially get swept up in th this wave of uh, mistrust and, uh, you know, some of the stuff that we're talking about here that sounds so negative. So let me ask you, Tom, what steps would you take to uh, navigate through this so that your company is not being seen as just another one that's um, trying to do surveillance on people and trying to get information that goes beyond just trying to market your product? Well, there's a wonderful opportunity here, I think, for business or a business leader to step out in front of the pack. Um, um, Richard Edelman, head of the uh, largest PR uh, agency in the world, privately held, earlier in the year, he said business needs to step up and deal with what he said, there's an unprecedented crisis of trust here. And business needs to step up and the CEO uh, he says the most important duty of a CEO now is to manufacture trust, not products or service, but to to create more trust. Well, here's a great opportunity. If I was a head of a large uh, conglomerate, say I'd say, look, we're going to stop tr tracking technology. We're going to go back to advertising on uh, in in media ready places but you know editorial con where there's a proper editorial content created by editors uh, 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 copy editors photographers you know traditional media type structures because they know how to control content there's no toxic content and so on and you know if I'm making soap powder then I'll advertise in the mag online magazine for um, for people into laundry or 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 women uh, between the ages of that read that magazine. Uh, I mean, people have been selling lots of products for many, many decades based on interests, right? But this will, and this will bring more money into the media industry because the way ads are served up these days, it really doesn't matter on what page you're looking at. Uh, the system just says, oh, 
this is the type of person that likes these type of products. It doesn't matter if, what type of page you're on, necessarily. Uh, and so that divorces the content from the advertising, which is always the way the uh, traditional media has, has tried to marry the two. Well, we can go back to that. I mean, it always has been contextual, but now we can go back to that. And that way we can rebuild the ad industry in a way that is proper and still saves society from the terrible, toxic carnage that is caused by collecting all this individual data. I love the idea of starting off your campaign or your, you know, whether you're going to do a podcast series or start a blog or whatever. I love that idea of saying, how can we build trust mm -hmm. as your cornerstone of what you're going to mm -hmm. do? Yeah. Well, how do you build trust? Well, you have to stop practices that don't uh, build trust. Right? And, you know, the data collection is one. Another one is native advertising, the production of content to make it look like it's produced by journalists, but it's actually an advert and it's kind of not labeled very well and so on. So that needs to be reworked as well. A anything that doesn't build trust has to be stopped. And, you know, there's a lot to be gained from stopping targeted advertising technologies. I I really sometimes wonder what the cost savings are to these companies in terms of their sales and marketing. I'm sure it's not that big of a difference. And so there's a big, well, there's, there's the world to gain if, if, if somebody wants to take the leadership on this. Well, one of the things that comes to mind is that a lot of companies are doing marketing on the basis of an age-old policy or formula of how to do it with press releases and um, roadshows mm. and going to conferences and, 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 and that kind of sure. thing. Is that traditional marketing affected by this at all, do you think? I don't think so, in the sense that if I'm going to a conference, there's already thousands of people with similar interests, so I'm already in the right place. Um, you know, same with the trade publications. There used to be lots of trade publications. Well, that was a great place to advertise. It's really directed at where you want to go. And you didn't have to collect any data about anybody. Uh, the publications would often collect some data about their their readership and so on. And, and that worked pretty well. Um, you know, uh, but I'm not talking about getting rid of Everything. I mean, the, the, there's still basic data that uh, can be collected that can that can help those traditional ways, traditional conferences and so on to to be better today. Well, no, I think that's interesting because you know some companies um, have not really graduated that far beyond doing marketing in that way. I mean, they're 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 not you know they're not out there that's true. Uh, trying that's to true. make films and yeah you know all that's that that kind of stuff that's true that that's that's a good point actually jason um the data collection is being done by these really large companies uh these huge conglomerates you know the procter and gambles and so on and and yet you'd think that because they have these mass markets well mass markets actually quite easy to market to because Everybody's in the mass, if you will. Everybody needs soap powder. So, mm -hmm. you know, what more targeting do you need? Soap powder, yeah. Um, it's the right. it's the specialist stuff. You know, some of the IT companies, for example, specialist services. They're they're trying to f find data that can identify where their customers sit. But even there, specialist markets are actually 
can be very easy to contact. You just make them very specific to that market. Um, and I think by you know expanding on this concept of providing uh, media as a service, um, you can actually uh, do a lot of good in, in, in those markets and be involved in those markets uh, without having to collect data about uh, your, uh, th th this kind of personal data about your customers. Well, let's wrap up with this idea of a prescription for the company that's trying to navigate its way through this and wants to put out a series of podcasts or a blog or whatever it might be. What's, what's your prescription? Do we start off with this idea that we want to build trust? Yeah. Yeah. Trust. Um, uh, ethics are important. What those ethics are is good to spell out, for example. That's good for your organization as well. Um, but people do really respond to authenticity and trust building. And trust is built gradually. It's it's a relationship. You know, um, you're you're trusted, you're trusted, uh, your podcast comes out every week or whenever, um, people see that it's consistent. You know, in this day and age, uh, uh, PR and marketing wants to control the message. Well, that's, you can't control it, but what you can do is be consistent in the message. So you're consistently saying the same things and that eventually gets through. And so building trust takes time. It is not something that you can order online. Uh, and have it appear and, uh, and and be valued by everyone. So people have to realize that it's a it's a commitment uh, that's going to take years to to build, but it will pay dividends. Um, and the other path, the adversarial path of collecting data, well, I'm not sure where the dividends are going to be there because you're just going to have to like keep explaining why you need to keep collecting more and more of this data. And I don't think that's going to be defensible. All right. Well, we've hit our 20-minute mark. And uh, I'm Jason Lopez. And I'm Tom Faremsky. And this is Every Company is a Media Company. See you next time. Bye.